G'day, g'day everyone. Mates, beer and footy, episode 12, round 11. Nearly, ha- nearly halfway. Well, Crack that. Virus willing, we're halfway. Virus willing, yes. A couple of issues come out again today, so interesting times in Victoria at the moment, but every every state's had a spell, haven't they now? So Yeah, pretty much all having a turn. Yeah, just how it is at the moment. It's the world we live in. So the good thing about this round coming up, big one, Indigenous round. So uh, they're, they're going to no, be wearing the uniforms? that's the week after. I thought it was both rounds. Because is it, well, there's two. Mm. So they can play home and away. Okay, I think so. that went over yeah. my head. I didn't know that. Oh, I'm pretty sure the Eagles, I thought they were wearing it this weekend, but that's all right. Fantastic. Who's the best Indigenous, who's your favourite Indigenous player of all time? Of all time? You'll say Buddy. Of course I will. He's my favourite player yeah, of all so. time. He's really going to get the Indigenous. Oh, I love him. Oh, he's, he's a tremendous player. Had a great game on the weekend. Oh, there are so many good ones. Well, you know, Andrew McLeod, he was a big deal when I lived in SA. He was great, though. Michael O'Loughlin, Adam Goods is another one. He was a little bit uh, divisive by the end of it, but great player. Really, really, really great oh, player. Oh, you can't stop the talent, though. He two smashed a lot of boundaries, too. Won a Brownlow as a Ruckman. Yeah. Did a Brilliant lot of things. Player. Andrew oh. McLeod. Top, top rate. What, two Norm Smith, I think? Two yeah. Norm Smiths. Back to back. Back to back it was. Traded, only found this out the other week, he was traded from Frio to the Crows in 94 or something like that. Yeah, well, he was going to go pick one. Frio had it. And um, don't know if him and Nisham got along that well. Jared Nisham at the yeah, time, the Dockers coach. Yeah, I think well, so. There was some controversy up. about stand up and let me have a good look at you. And McLeod... Didn't really like the meeting at all after oh, that. So And off he went to Adelaide and yeah. played some reasonable footy, I would have thought. Not the first time the Dockers have squandered a first draft. But... <laughs> oh, but there have been so many. There has. And, and Buddy, Buddy's still top-end talent, as we saw on the weekend. Talk about winners in a losing side. Yeah. I mean, that, that was a great game compared to the other one on the Saturday night. But... I mean, well done, Dockers, for winning it. But how good is Buddy still? Six goals in the wet. Yeah. Phenomenal player. I hope he can keep it going because, you know, he needs to get those thousand. And, you know, if his body doesn't hold up, the sooner the better, really. What's he on now? About 950 or something? It was, I think I heard that he needed, is it 37 more? Something like that. No, probably won't get it this year, but probably. surely he'll go around again. He's good enough to go around again. He's still again. good enough. He just yeah. has to be fit, you know, be able to stay on. Hasn't played many games in the last 18 months, so really, if he can get his body right, he, he can get another yeah. season or two easily. So. Just pop him straight in the goal square, don't make him run around. So the big winner from the weekend, who have you got, Chris? Big winner, well, you know, there were a few. But there, to me, there weren't that many that are going to be uh, of high consequence going forward. I mean, Adelaide's win was huge, but I still don't have them leaving the bottom four. Brisbane's win... The way they went about it was interesting. The way they really beat up on Richmond mentally, physically, all the rest. I mean, looking looking down the list of results, I just think probably, if anything, it was the dogs again just flexing their muscles. And I think they're now with Port a bit shaky, a standout pick, I would say, the dogs for the premiership at the moment. And oh. this top of the table clash this week, I think, will prove it further. But uh, in a round where there weren't many, I'd say the Bulldogs, you can't say it wasn't a big win, that's for sure. Yeah, the dogs was massive. Mm. But it was probably more how good the dogs are, we know that. But St Kilda just let us down again. And we don't want to flog a dead horse, but they, you know, they're you probably the biggest loser. But oh, oh, Adelaide, full credit to them. That, that was phenomenal. They were 16, 17 points down or something with a couple of minutes to yeah, go. Yeah, that's right. It was Tex done just dusted. said, yeah, Tex, come, come with me, boys. And the, 
deliberate out of bounds, non-call. Yeah, well, there's a hundred of them a game. You always focus the last thirty seconds. You know that yeah. is that the one that made the difference. Nah. But really, there, there could have been ten of those paid or whatever. Anything could have changed during the game. So I don't mind the umpires oh. for not doing that. It's been done to death. Yeah, it was definitely deliberate. I think the umpire froze up and didn't want to pay it. Simple as that. There was what was worse was the holding the ball down the other end that wasn't paid and led to the Crows kicking it to Walker, who kicked the winning goal. But uh, it, it doesn't matter. It's in the book. It's history. The Adelaide, player, well, the Adelaide player before that swore black and blue that he touched the ball when it went through for a goal as yeah, well. Yeah, so that's so, it. Uh, the yin and yang. It all works out. But the good thing about Adelaide, if you're a fan, they've beaten Melbourne and Geelong this year. So they still might finish bottom four, but they're two pretty... Pretty big scalps this year. They are. Yeah. So Time, timely to get Melbourne when they did, I think. I just think it was it was everything worked out well for that because Melbourne going so well and the old Drew for a loss adage. Oh, I think but they look pretty good when they are up and going. We did say last week Melbourne haven't travelled much. They've been to Tasmania mm. and Canberra, and Tasmania against North Melbourne, Canberra against Giants when Giants weren't going well. Then they had to go to Adelaide and Adelaide a bottom four team. They couldn't sustain it. They threw everything at them and Adelaide just got over the line but they have to win those games still Melbourne come on well yeah they do I mean but yeah it was good it was good footy not great for really my tips or anyone's but it's always good to see the underdog have a win don't mind losing one every now and then yeah for something like that for a spectacle like that when you've got 70 point games and 100 point games that's good to see My, my biggest loser of the weekend was the AFL Tribunal the fact that they cited, geez, the name escapes me now, the Gold Coast Nick player, Holman, for that tackle, which was perfectly laid. I can't believe that he actually got it that well. He didn't fall into his back, and there was an accident because he hit his head, yeah. and the umpire called it holding the ball. Yeah. And then the fact it's that Michael, yeah, but Michael Christian said, oh, it all ticks all these boxes. And then they go to the tribunal... And Jeff Geeshan, the AFL representative, was going, oh, he didn't have the best interests of the player he was tackling and, you know, all this other stuff. It wasn't a... It was, a, it was unavoidable, the consequence of that. Yeah. And the fact that they did it that way, that was really disappointing. Surely someone from the AFL should have stepped in after Michael Christian said, this is where it's ticked all the boxes, this is why it's like that, and said, no, sometimes in our game, accidents happen. That, and we're not going to do that. But the fact they played it out and then it was overturned... I thought it was really, really disappointing. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, they've definitely focused on the outcome as much as the action this year. We've seen that. Mm. So the outcome was negative. I think we all agree the right decision was made. I think they need to change. This MRO is ridiculous. They need an MRP again. Yes. To have one guy just on a whim making his decisions, and his gradings are crazy sometimes. But he might be reading it how he interprets it, right? But you've got one person to do it. So let's go back to the three people, or four people, or five people, or whoever it is, and then you have your majority vote, three over two, and then it goes to that part. Yeah. But the AFL can still step in. So that's what I was saying. If Christian says this, the AFL, Hocking or whoever it was, should have stepped in straight away and said, no, we're overruling that before it goes to the tribunal. That was my point. That, that was, the whole process was ridiculous. Yeah. And I don't agree with Marley and Pickett getting a week either for no, striking. I don't either. And it was retaliation anyway. But yeah, that's but the, been said. Retaliation 
isn't a oh, good, no, no, no. good defence for it's it. It's not good but... enough. Like, to get in his head, he gets clothesline and he's like, well, stuff this. I'm just going to whack the next bloke that gets it then if I'm not getting pinned. But he didn't strike him. The striking action wasn't there. I don't even think he hit him in the head. He, he hit oh, him sort of yeah, shoulder, chest. But he got him around the neck. Got a high tackle. That's yeah, done. I not, agree. Not a week for that. He shouldn't have got one, but that could have been catastrophic if you land it wrong. There's no doubt but about it. But it wasn't. That. No, it, it wasn't. wasn't. It wasn't. The so, other guy, the Hawks player, Plowman Elber- elbowed him in the back of the head. No, no, not Plowman. Oh, that was, yeah. um, he got three weeks. He should have got five. How far off the ball was that? Yeah. It was an elbow to the back of the head. I don't think he hurt him, though. Would have hurt. I would have hurt. <laughs> it would have hurt, but it would have been, what, medium impact or something yeah. so like that. We're, got, we're getting... I'm just worried that we're getting... Later in the season, we start throwing these sort of things in that just don't need to happen. Yeah. Some of them are clear-cut. Pay the penalty. 100 yards off the ball and you elbow someone in the head, I don't care if they're injured or not, you get four or five weeks for that. Yeah, well, you've got to stamp that out. It's a non-football act. That's another thing they like saying. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. So, I got on my high horse a little bit there, but I, I wasn't happy about it, and no, I felt really fair. bad for Holman too. I thought his name was dragged through the mud a bit when it was a perfect tackle. He was never in danger. He was cleared. If anything, his, his name was almost glorified for the good tackle because it got so much attention. He was never in doubt to be overturned. I thought all three would get overturned. I was wrong on two. Yeah. Anyway. The North Melbourne lost all their positive momentum too, didn't they? Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. I watched a fair bit of that and uh, it wasn't good for no. them. But just so unaccountable in the midfield. I think the it... Parish ran around and did everything they wanted. They no have... attention whatsoever. If you're an Essendon fan, geez, you'd be excited. I know they're losing games. They're down the bottom six, but their midfield looks so powerful in a couple of years. Like, a couple of years like that, they get a stroke forward. If I was them, I'd be throwing everything I could at King from the Gold Coast. Imagine if they had him in their forward line. Yeah, it'd be handy. It'd be phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, their forward line isn't great. Oh, their midfield's okay, but... I mean, Freo tagged Merritt almost out of the game the week before, and then North just let him run around and do whatever, and Parrish, and they just... It's pretty easy when you can yeah. do whatever you want. That's right. I was, I was disappointed for North because what are you educating your players to do? I mean, but I know they say you want to let them grow and it's the system and stuff, but if, if you've got to put the brakes on someone that's getting 40 touches, then you should do it. Absolutely. And they didn't do any such thing. And so that was a whitewash. But what's their game plan? The first round we saw it, it was exciting, play on at all costs, yeah, you're going to turn it over, you're going to make states so be it. Now it's... Then it turned into that shutdown footy, yeah, just was, don't score. That was crazy. And now it's just, do we even want the ball? Well, I almost, don't understand yeah. it. To me, it's almost almost like their plan is just to try and win each contest. That's almost their whole rule. Yeah. So if you're in the middle, we'll just try and get the clearance and don't let them get it. Don't necessarily be accountable. Just try and get the ball. The defensive structure, nothing really there. That was in it around, which I expected. I mean, it was part of part of our uh, stat man. But that's all right. If you want to try and win the contest, you actually have to win some of the contests. Otherwise, that game plan is not going to work. Yeah. So no, of course not. But, but, so, but they're not doing that either. So North, look, they're where they are, down the bottom of the ladder. Yeah. We'll they see lost, how. They sort of... lost some of their sheen, though, for sure. Yeah. That absolutely. And uh, what else happened on the weekend? Oh, Eagles and Richmond. A couple of disappointing losses there, yeah. but. Richmond's was a real catastrophe, I thought. I, th- I think the, the Eagles probably was too. The worst part about both those sides is highly unlikely to get to the top four if the other top four keep going the way they are. It is unlikely, yeah. Richmond, it's going to be okay. 
because they've got three Melbourne teams in that top four, possibly. So they might end up, if they make, you know... Top eight could be enough. Top eight. Mm. They could still play four games in Melbourne, maybe. The Eagles, they need those home... They need the home finals, so... Just really, away form is diabolical for... Oh, it stands out, because it's every second week. Yeah, it is. It just stands out like that. It's terrible. But if you look at... I think they had the stats this week, somewhere I read, the Eagles' away form in the last five years actually isn't too bad. It's just the fact they play every second weekend away. So if you look at like comparison like Richmond, or Richmond maybe not so much, but Melbourne, you know, Essendon, those sort of teams that travel probably five times a year, they they lose a lot of those games, you know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if, if away obviously just means interstate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how they... It is for the Eagles, isn't it? Of course. Unless yeah. it's the Dockers Derby, which is still yeah. probably... <laughs> favourable for the Eagles at the way they're going at the moment in the derbies but you know like that's yeah and it stands out they were going half half paced against the Giants they really were Giants full credit to them they just dominated I don't know where the solution is the Eagles still got a lot of injuries so does Richmond but yeah that's it's part of it but at the end the of the effort, day the effort's still going to be there though for both teams and it really wasn't well, the coaches are saying and quite appropriately there's no it's not like we just flick the switch when the players get back and suddenly we're going to be back in the top four or even the top eight. That's right. You have to make it happen. It doesn't just happen. Particularly in Richmond's case, Hardwick is quite rightly saying, just because we won flags from this position before, doesn't mean the chasing pack just gets closer and closer. Yeah. And there's no doubt, especially in Richmond's case, they're absolutely the hunted and Brisbane showed what that was about. But you've got a midfield full of young kids and I don't know. But we said that, we've said that last couple of weeks. Brisbane are on fire at the moment. Any team would be hard-pressed to beat them. Like, even the Dogs, if they went to play in Brisbane right now, I'd be picking Brisbane. Uh, maybe even in Melbourne. Brisbane look really good. Yeah, they do look good. They've got some top-end talent, along with some bottom-end ones that are coming through. Their bottom six is, is probably better than any other team's bottom six players, you well, know, and that's, that's where it comes yeah, from. That's so. the, where you differentiate yourself, because everyone's superstar. And, and Richmond, superstar. Richmond Arena... And it's the exact moment that Robinson tackled Dusty with that jumping tackle oh. and got him hot. That, that Brisbane just took off from there. Well, there were a couple of... You can't cry foul about it, but some of the umpiring... When it got halfway, it was just freaking Brisbane. Happened about, about eight times in the second quarter. 21 or something at half-time. It was you a phenomenal differentiation. You don't but, get far complaining about it, but there was plenty there. And there was one in the third quarter where it was two goals the margin. A free kick to Zorko that wasn't there. Richmond was streaming through the midfield on their way to goal. Call it back, kick into the 50, Danaher goal. So instead of one goal down, it's three. These little things in a five-goal game can swing it that far. But it doesn't matter because that's the end result. So I still think Brisbane, if you, if you take the umpiring differential out, yeah, agree with that. But I still think Brisbane had more of an effort than Richmond. And that's the key for it. I actually and agree. Looking at, especially in the third and last quarters, it was just clear they were... Yeah. A little bit above where Richmond were at. And, you know, again, like, Jack Revolt stood up in the first quarter. I thought, oh, this is going to be good. I actually think Adams beat him by the end uh, of the game. Yeah, the next three the quarters, game. Adams was phenomenal. The know? same thing with um, with uh, Harris Andrews and Tom Lynch. Andrews gave him a flogging for three quarters, and then at the end he kicked a couple of junk timers, and he's missing some footy with a knee now. Tom Lynch. Yeah, OK. But that's fine, because... He's out of touch anyway, and it'd be good to see someone like Coleman Jones come into that team, I think. It's a big loss for Richmond to take out the premier probably forward in their team. Yeah. Structurally, yes. Yeah. 
So it'll be interesting times. But we'll talk about that. Brisbane, just good. Adelaide, again, you know, Melbourne and Geelong, they've beaten this year. They look pretty good. Clayton Oliver, here's one. Petrarca, Clayton Oliver, Max Gorn. Are any of those three actually going to win the Brownlow this year? Because they're going to be pinching votes off each other. I think Petrarca can. Not the other two. Oliver was best on. He was this week. I think Petrarca will be, if any of those can. But probably now, Bontempelli is the one that's standing up at the front of the pack, I'd yeah. say. But he's got his challenges too in his own team. Oh, plenty of McRae. those. McRae? <laughs> oh, no. But forget about McRae. He didn't, really? get a, he didn't get a coach's vote. How ridiculous is that for a 42 possession no. game? <laughs> I've been watching him really closely because he's the captain of my fantasy team and he does a lot of hanging around the side of the packs just saying, pass it here, pass it here. It's part of but how they wingman, play. a wingman should be doing Yeah, that. yeah, that's true. But I think the umpires are looking at the guy that's getting in there, getting oh, it out, kicking the long bomb Bont goals. Bont All the stuff Bont does. Yeah. Every day of the week, he's three votes over. Yeah, I still think Bont for Brownlow. But I think it's Melbourne... They're pinching votes off each other now. Which is great for them still. Clayton Oliver and Petrarca and Gorn and, you know, all these other ones standing up. But Bont Bont stands out when the dogs play. They also have more players that will pinch votes off each other because Bruce will get at least one three-vote game. Norton's probably going to get plenty of votes. That's right. He stands out. Bailey Smith. Libra will get votes. Bont obviously will. Dunkley would have in Trelaw before they got injured. McRae will get some votes. There's so many players that will get votes. As good as Bont and McRae and all them are, they're only that good because of Libra. Yeah, we well, good to have is he? There, yeah. Honestly. He's no, in he's all Australian fight. contention for sure. Jeez, that might have the whole midfield at this rate. <laughs> the tracker in the forward pocket. Yeah. Anything else tickle your fancy from the weekend? Uh, no, not especially. I think we've covered most of it. Yeah. I think good on the Dockers for getting up oh, and winning that, that too. That was Sydney. Game. That was perfect Sydney conditions, yeah. and they got over the line. So well done. So yeah, it was it was one that Sydney would have liked to pinch for sure. And then the Port and Collingwood game. Yeah, well, what for all the wrong reasons, but it was close. Yeah, and <laughs> well, the prison well, bar thing was uh, nothing. The Port fans wore them in the stands, but apart from that, no. And waving Collingwood coloured flags. I've done this before. We won't go there again. <laughs> if they want to get real about it, they'll sing the Port Magpies song, not Port Power song. But anyway. How about the next round? Well, it's starting off with a cracker, isn't it? Well, Top of the table is. clash. Dogs Melbourne. I would have thought... after Before last weekend, I would have thought this would be a close game and I would have tipped the Dogs. But after last weekend, I think the Dogs are ripe, ready to go again. And Melbourne, I don't know if they've really had a huge challenge this year. Like the dogs. Oh, I'm not like the dogs now, no. I'm picking the dogs by 40. Righto. That's how far out I think they can get it. I think Melbourne's going to get a lot of obviously hit outs. Well, not necessarily because Bulldogs still have good, but say clearances, they'll still get a lot of clearances. Yeah. But the dogs' defence is underrated. I know Melbourne, we talked about Lever and May. But they're not underrated. But if that. But they've got Norton and Bruce, so they've actually yeah. got pretty potent yeah. against them. Bont runs down there. You know, I, I think Dogs can still get a big score against the Ds. No, I would agree. I would absolutely agree. I don't think... I mean, the Crows put a big score on them. They kicked a... Was it about 100? L- last weekend? Yeah. 96, sorry, it was. Mm. So that's pretty good from a bottom 14. But I, I agree. I think the Dogs will win. They should be too strong. You're right about their back line. Um, Zane Cordy and Alex Keith especially is playing great football. So you see a lot of even, evenly matched uh, 
uh, lines across the ground, but I, I think the dogs bat a bit deeper. I think Melbourne's, you're talking about bottom six. I think their bottom six is inferior to the Bulldogs. Mm. And I think their game style is pretty solid. A high clearance game, quite high pressure. But the, the, the Bulldogs, they're just so fun to watch. And I think they'll just be able to run rings around Melbourne a bit. I think 24 points. But I, I do agree. I, we've been wrong before. I mean... Things change, but it looks to me now the dogs are the clear standout in my eye. So this will be interesting. We'll see how how it pans out because the winner will be outright top, obviously. Dogs at Marvel, though. Marvel, that's another the key. Story, yeah. yeah. If this was at the MCG, Melbourne, oh, I'd still pick the dogs, yeah. but a lot closer. Yeah, me I too. think. Yeah, but Marvel dogs play it so well. Yeah, I'd expect them. To and you got to shut Bond down. You just got to put someone on him. Well, the only care. one who can do it is the Giants. They shut him down to the point they nearly put him in a coffin, pretty much. Mm. And if that's how you have to do it... How good would it be if it was a Petraka-Bont matchup? Just let them run wild and get 40 each and keep I don't know if Petraka has the engine to really stick with him the whole time like that. Because you never see Petraka in the back 50. No, you don't really, but do you? You'll see Bont down there. Yeah, yeah, you do. When so, he's like a problem solver when they need it. He Trelaw, just gets down there. Trelaw's a big out for the dogs too. Yeah, he, he is massive. He's fantastic. Mm. If he was getting those sort of numbers playing for Collingwood right now, that there'd be big raps on him. But because he's in the dog's oh. midfield, I think he flies under the radar. I don't bit. know. I reckon there are still pretty big raps on him, the yeah. way that he's going. No, I, I just yeah. think he'd stand out more. So he'd be like an absolute dog. He'd be getting tagged if it was if he was playing for Collingwood because they don't have a heat going on in there. It's their own fault. Speaking, Speaking of, of Collingwood, Collingwood yeah. yeah, look at that. What a segue. Collingwood versus Cats. Oh, at the MCG. Does no. that bother Cats? No, no, no. They want to play there, I dare say. No, I, I don't think so. I know how well they go. GMHBA. It's a away game anyway, so of course it should be at the MCG. Uh, no, Collingwood have no chance in hell. They absolutely threw everything at Port. Port were not playing well. They were struggling, and at the end they still got over the line. I just think Collingwood are a basket case, really. Collingwood's turnovers and disposals, just ridiculous. I don't... Like, there, there's Dugowie, Moore. These players turning it over. Like Moore's been one of their shining lights, one of few... We said before, though, like Grundy gets 40 hit outs oh, he, and then they yeah. get smashed at the clearances. Feel so, he should have taken that godfather offer from the Crows when, when oh, I think it might still be on, might be on the cards. Because the their ruckman's not travelling yeah. O'Brien. But yeah, no, Geelong, again, they just did what they had to do against the Suns. It's, it's hard to, it's a bit intangible whether they were just cruising, which you'd hope they weren't, or whether the Suns just threw everything at them and that was the result. It's still 34 points. It was a comfortable win. No, Duncan is huge, and I believe Guthrie's in doubt as well. Well, Guthrie's probably been their best player. Yeah, this and Duncan would be just about their second best. Selwood's been phenomenal. Yeah, well, he's 39 about, disposals on the weekend. Where he came from, yeah. He's, he looked like he was just phasing out Mark Murphy style, but he's found another. I don't, I don't think Guthrie to. and Duncan's going to cost them the game. No, it shouldn't against Collingwood. No, against the team they're playing this week, that's yeah. right. So, Cameron's been. He's been pretty good for him. I think he's got about three or four goals every game since he's come in. So yeah, no, he has. I don't think um, I don't think Collingwood's back line can counter that forward line at all. Moore, right. Moore might be able to stop one, but their second best key defender's Roughhead, I guess, and then Madgen. Yeah, no, not looking good. Geelong by thirty-one. I've got. I said twenty-four because I think Collingwood are actually showing a little bit of fortitude, but I don't think they can win. That's right. Lions, Giants. This Giants are they, they, they're doing all right the last couple of weeks. They should have beaten yeah, Richmond. They should have really. They they beat the Eagles. wasn't wasn't 
huge though because the Eagles, I think, we were off more than the Giants were on too. Because the Giants had a lot of turnovers. But again, this game, where, where are we in Brisbane? Like lunchtime Saturday, so hopefully it won't be too dewy. Sure, shouldn't be at all. Oh, the Lions, you can't tip against them at the moment. I Lot, agree. Lions, I'll say 29 points. There you go. Yeah, I think the Lions by 18. Because I can see the Giants uh, being around the mark. But, I, yeah, the, the Lions in Brisbane is one you can't really tip against. But, yeah, just an all-around contribution. I, th- I think we're going to have similar tips the rest of the week, too. Yeah, well, I <laughs> use my joker this round. It's a spoiler you? alert. St Kilda, North Melbourne. As bad as St Kilda have been, I cannot tip anyone against North Melbourne at the moment. No, if North beat the Saints, uh, then uh, sorry to to lose to North Melbourne. Warney and Eric Banner are going to put out some sort of uh, official statement if this happens. Oh, the no, Saints but this will win. this will be at Marvel. It's at Marvel. Sorry, the Saints will win this by forty-five. I reckon. Well, actually, uh, their best footy is still pretty bloody good. They just don't show it. Well, they should have won against Geelong a couple of weeks yeah. ago. They were shell-shocked against the Dogs. Yeah. It's not a shame to get probably smashed by the Dogs, but not by that much. But you could lose to the Dogs by 40 points, and that would probably be where these two teams are yeah. at. Yeah. But yeah. not the much they not the, as much as they lost below. But there would be a 40, 45-point better side than North, I reckon. What did you say? St Kilda, 45. Yeah, Saints by 40, I think. 40. This is probably the first time I've picked St Kilda in a number of weeks, yeah, too. Yeah, well, they need to win this. They it's need the, to really be trying to win it by uh, get that 100 points back if they want to make anything out of the season. But well, it's not that flash. I can't see them making the eight anyway. No, I wouldn't here, have so. thought so. But this is in the the death slot Saturday afternoon, St Kilda, North Melbourne. Yeah, right, so, so. It's probably, no one's going to have any interest in watching it apart from probably St Kilda fans, to be honest with you, too. Now... What's next? The Suns and Hawks was due to be played in Darwin, but now it won't be. Oh, really? Don't know where it will be. Didn't the Hawks it's fly be out from the NT? Why? Ah, uh, because of COVID. Is there something wrong with COVID in the NT, or is it more the Hawks? Well, I guess maybe Hawks haven't left Melbourne yet, so. Well, if it, that's going to be interesting because if this is played in Melbourne, Hawthorne would have a shot. Surely not. Oh, well, let's let's see. Maybe it'll just go to the Gold Coast. Because it is the Suns home game. I don't know how they're but I'm picking the Suns. Yeah, Suns win. 21 points. What have you got? Yeah, Suns by 30. Just don't know about the Hawks. And getting close to Carlton's nothing to be too proud of because they're still not good. So the Hawks are a dead, where they are now, 17th best team. They're the second worst team in the league, I think. Only just. Only just better than North. Yeah. Well, I mean, they didn't well, they lost North. North. <laughs> but I still so, think they're better than them on an overall scale. They might be going the other way. I reckon way, there's more more excitement about North oh, than yeah. there is about Hawthorne. I agree with that. Yeah. But I still... My, my point stands. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, don't but I agree. Be interested to see where it's played. Surely it's going to be played at Metricon then. Yeah, well, you'd hope, wouldn't you? You'd expect that. Eagles-Bombers. Now, this... I tell you... They're expecting rain on the weekend, I think, as well. But that might not suit Bombers too much. But the Eagles, one thing they've shown this year, their midfield is really vulnerable. And mm. the Bombers have got an outstanding midfield. If so left to run, yeah. If Essendon can do what they do, win the clearances and charge it forward, the Eagles' back line might be in a bit of strife. But I still think oh. the Eagles have too much front-end talent to... to 
beat uh, to beat Essendon. Depends how wet it is, because Essendon's forward line is pretty small, and that could play into their hands. Yeah. Not to mention the Eagles' back line, intercept marking back line. You know, um, what was a good Friday a couple of years ago? Port played that messy forward entries in the rain and totally undid the Eagles. I think the Eagles should win at home. If this was in Melbourne, it'd be interesting. Dollar twenty-three is far too short. I'm picking the Eagles still by 22, but I think hopefully they don't go too tall this weekend anyway, even if it's dry. The second Ruckman option, I'd just put Oscar Ellen in for it. They need some run. Yo looked good on the waffle, but yeah. he probably need another run in the waffle He's, still. Yeah, I heard that today. He's playing in the waffle again. Yeah, so Hutchings might come in. He had an outstanding game on, in the waffle, so... He might shut down Merritt. Come in, shut down Merritt. I reckon you'd nearly go to Parrish instead, to be honest, the way he's going. I reckon if you shut down one of them, you should be yeah, right. shut down one of them. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Because they're a real tag team. They had a lot of one-twos between them, actually, on Sunday. But, yeah. they, but they don't have the backman either to probably quell no. Kennedy, Darling and Allen. Oh, no, they definitely don't. Yeah. And Ryan, Ryan and Hearn, I think, were underdone. They come in probably a little bit early. Yeah. They look, Ryan, especially, wasn't in the game. So he would be better for it. Oh, definitely. No, I agree. I think the Eagles will win by 12. Yep. Essendon are a sneaky little team. They can they can cause these kind of upsets, but I think the Eagles should be too good. I'm just going to base it on a dry weather game. If it rains, I don't know how that would affect either team. I think it would actually probably suit Essendon. But uh, Eagles by 12. Richmond Adelaide at the MCG. So this one's allowed to be played at the MCG. Well, yeah. we'll see what happens <laughs> in the next couple of days. Well, Darwin, I think maybe it's uh, to do with the Indigenous... No, I meant because last time Richmond played GWS at Marvel. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got, got that out of <laughs> the way, yeah. And now they're allowed to play at this one at the MCG against Adelaide. And they'll probably end up with a 20,000 capacity crowd or something like that anyhow because of the restrictions. So. Yeah, well, it's a game that the Tigers need one at home at the MCG. Adelaide are sneaky. They put it to the Eagles. They beat Melbourne. Richmond... Been off a little bit. Just got over the line against GWS. Lost to Brisbane. Yeah. Still picking Richmond. If this was in Adelaide, I would pick Adelaide. Well, they're a totally different team like most are. Well, they just knocked off the top of the table in Adelaide. Yeah. (laughs) But Richmond, I'm going to say by 10. You need to factor in the fact that Richmond's midfield was consisting of Jack Ross, Collier Dawkins, guys like that. Ralph Smith going through there, along with uh, Pickett, Graham, guys that have been around a while. So you've got Cochins coming back in. I believe Presti's coming back, and I think Bolton might come back. So there's one, two, weeks. three. No, he's just yeah, about okay. right to come back. Edwards, I think, is Le- a week Lynch away. Lynch out, though. Lynch out hurts. I, I'm guessing Coleman Jones comes in because he's kicked, I think, nine goals in the VFL the last two weeks. That'll hurt, but it's about that structure. They get, Cochin, they get Cochin back. He's huge. Yeah. He would have been huge against Brisbane because there just was no fortitude in there when Well, when there was no one that stood up. Yeah, that no. was the problem. Cochin there was no one that stood up. up. And then Brisbane had um, Robinson and the other one that carried on like a pork chop. Matheson, yeah. Pretty yeah. unimpressive but, but, play from me. But, in, me. but both of them lifted their team. Well, no one from Richmond did the same effect. No. That, and the home right. crowds contribute to that. I think so, yeah. But so, Cochin is that player. Yeah. So and Prestia, sorry, yeah. And they'll be bruised for sure. They just got absolutely pants by a, a, a team that was hunting them and hunted them pretty successfully. I think the Tigers will win by 50 points. 50? Yep. The Crows had a lot go right on uh, Saturday. 
Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. They can play good footy, but I think a statement game from the Tigers, although I said that against Melbourne as well. I like Adelaide's young ones. Phil Thorpe. Yeah. Fogarty. Let's see if he can get McHenry do something. McHenry looks good. Schoenberg. Yeah. They've got plenty of them. Is it McAdams Scholl. up front? McAdams forward. Yeah, yeah, he looks pretty good. They look good, yeah. So they've got, if they can keep them all together, they can, they Keys can come Keys tries hard. Oh, Keys actually yeah. sensational. Yeah. Yeah, oh, he's been a superstar lately. Good on him. There's a lot of positives there. That's what we keep saying. Adelaide, North Melbourne, Essendon, there's positives there, you know? Like, well, that's the look out, out. top eight teams, because these teams are coming in the next couple of years too. Particularly so. at home, like you said. Mm. To- that, that's a real cauldron environment, I think, Adelaide Oval, and they, they embrace it. And Sydney-Carlton, well, no. Sydney really should... They don't put away sides, really. I know we said about Richmond earlier in Brisbane, but they don't really do that a lot. Mm. Um, but I still think Carlton... Oh, yeah. How many times can I say I'm not impressed by a team, but that's where they're at. Sydney, to me, I think 2023, go the buddy. I'm not convinced about Sydney, but I think they're definitely better than Carlton. I am convinced that Carlton aren't that good. Yes. But Sydney, (laughs) Sydney to me, to be fair, it hasn't quite happened yet. I, I just expect them to come back to the pack, which they probably have to an extent after their super hot start. But I, I think they'll beat Carlton. Well, if Sydney, a danger if game. things went the other way on the weekend and the Eagles won and, put, and put Richmond won, Sydney would be, you know, eighth or outside the eighth. So they're, they're six at the moment so with the Eagles, there. Giants and Richmond, or even Dockers hanging behind them. If you're calling them in that same bracket, that's not, not, not world-beating at the moment. I think, they're, I think they're good enough to still possibly scrape into the top four, but definitely finish the rest of the season between fifth and eighth. They should make the top eight. I don't yeah. think they can make the four. But I think they'll beat Carlton by 18. Yes. But Carlton, well, they're 12th, and that they could finish anywhere from 10th to 16th, yeah, honestly, really, really, the way that they're they going. Full, that's where they are. Full credit to Big H again on the weekend. <laughs> he didn't star. do a lot, but he He's did that right. one awesome game. A goal. Goal, yeah. Yeah, huge. Port Dockers. Oh, I can wrap this up pretty quickly. Port. <laughs> Battle of the Anchor. <laughs> Battle of the Port, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> port, I'm going 33. I'd love to see the Dockers win, but they're not going to. They don't yeah. mind playing Adelaide Oval. Mm. They beat Adelaide earlier in the year, but... Just going, aren't they? Yeah. They're not looking that flash. I've been saying they're the team to beat. I'm not so sure about that at the moment at all. And if they'd lost to Collingwood, all the worse. One point. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> what all. was the score? Fifty-six yeah, or something it was like. A grind. It was that's bad not poor. That's no. not how they. Do that's that. not so. So they pl- they lowered themselves to Collingwood level, which is low, low, low. Uh, yeah, Frio might throw something at Port. I just don't think they've got the calibre. And same thing. Port home crowd makes a big difference. Ter- never tear us apart. Blah blah blah. So Port, I think, uh, should win by 35. Would you say that? 33. 33, yeah, I'll keep mine. It's the first, Chris, I think. We've ticked the same. Have we really? We've ticked the same all the way through and not too dissimilar in the margins. So sorry about the boring show, fans. Uh, that makes it more exciting because it's a point either way. just swings it, you know. Oh, but it's probably where the season's at yeah. too now, you know. Maybe we like... can start getting it. But oh, you can nearly guarantee we won't get nine. Oh, yeah. Now, there'll be a couple of things in there. Well, the Suns, Hawks. You know, what other games? You know, I can't can't really say. Saints and North could be one. Saints and North. Yeah, don't know. What game are you most looking forward to? Uh, Oh, the Richmond game. 
besides being the fan of the team. I think it has to be the dogs in Melbourne. I think it is. But I've got a sneaking suspicion that it'll just show that there's a gap between the dogs in Melbourne. Yeah, I think that too, yeah. So, but I, I'm the, with you. The Friday night game... I always, the, look, you always look forward to that. And Thursday night games are back in a couple of weeks too. Oh, hurry up already. Yeah, bring that hurry up. Hurry up. I mean, of course, that remains to be seen. So the first one of those is two weeks away. Port and Geelong it is too, but that's two weeks away. So yeah, there you go. But what about a certainty? Well, my certainty wasn't great last week. All nine. You wanted all nine, you got probably six. six. Yeah, yeah, I got six too. Most of us got six. But your certainty, Chris. Now, You're excited Jack, about this one, aren't Darling you? did kick one goal. Well, you said he'd get only all his goals in one quarter. Yeah. So he only got one, I so he, you definitely got it. I got it! I got it! <laughs> and it was in the first quarter, which means I was hanging on for dear life. I didn't oh, actually get to catch that whole game. The stupid thing was... What a moment. The Eagles, they, they should rue that loss a little bit more. They had so many opportunities that they... Normally put away and they didn't score the goal. Oh, that's that you is know, true. So at the end, Darling, there, I think kicked one goal, two, one goal, three in the end. They really. were coming pretty hard at the end, and then uh, Bobby Hill got out the back and kicked an easy one, and then Dom Sheed gave him a little head rub at the end there. So really, it was only a one goal game for a fair chunk. So this week's certainty, have you got anything in mind? Oh, I'm on an absolute roll. Yeah, one out of one out of a ten. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> ten percent. Better than none out of ten. <laughs> certainty. I've got one. Let's have yours. I'm going for the shootout. Ooh. I'm going Bont and Petrarca to each get three goals. I think that's pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah? That's not bad. Don't mind that one? I don't mind that certainty. I think that, that that's definitely a chance. <laughs> it's definitely a certainty. How's that? <laughs> it, it, yeah, there needs to be a certainty. We need one. I think that's a good one. All right. There's going to be... There'll be two games this week. Decided by dodgy umpiring again. On the last, like, it yep. could have been overturned. Yep. Could have been under a goal and the, the contentious call again. So we're not talking about the one minute into the game. We're talking about the last, the last minute. minute. The last minute. It'll so happen two twice. games this week. Yep. Last minute. I'll give you a bit of lenience on that. Last. Last. Oh, two minutes. Well, we'll you know, yeah, we'll, we'll know we'll when not. they're saying it was at the end of the game. Obvious errors. Yeah. Or at least controversial. It'll controversial. Now, my right. tips indicate it won't happen because my lowest margin <laughs> is 12. But I'm saying I'm going to contradict that and say it happens twice. Yeah, I, I don't mind that. And I'm on an absolute hot streak, so it probably will come through. Speaking of hot streaks. Yours is over. Again. Got it. We got our little on intro. That's right. We can't talk about it yet. <laughs> I'm pretty excited that I finally got one, though. The intro. And I think, oh, I've always had the intro, baby. I'm the man. So, you thought getting a certainty felt good? Yeah. I know what this feels like, though, yeah, so you, I can understand. Pretty, but you don't know what it feels like to break a four-winning streak. You've never had to do that before, and you never will. So the stat, high-scoring game on the weekend. Yes. Well... St Kilda were obviously the biggest losers because 33 points to the dog at 144. <laughs> You're thinking if a winning team won by 111, it must have been a really high-scoring game. Unbelievable. No. And then the other two played unaccountable footy that I expected and, and did the job. So Mick, Essendon. dog St Kilda, 177. Chris, Essendon, North Melbourne, 210. Percentage booster. It's a good feeling. Very good. Chris... 
takes it out. I've already marked you down. My second that. win, eh? Yeah, that's Second nice. win. So Mick, one, two, yeah. three, four, five, six, seven. To Chris's two and a tie. Oh, that's thrilling. That tie could matter. Oh, this will be unusual. I have to do mugs away. I get to choose first this week, oh, do I? How about that? So this stat... All this time this I've been week. first and still losing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good. It's not a good thing. No. So the stat this week is the team with the most bounces. Running bounces. Well, it's just bounces. Don't have to be running. They we, can put it on the ground. Not many people do it standing still. I've yeah, seen we, we know what we, they might do. We, bounces. I'm paying that as a bounce. <laughs> I think that counts. And they're probably moving at the time. Um. The only one I can think of, this is a tough one, the only player I can think of... Yeah, same as me, I bet. ...is a Richmond player... Oh, no. ...that bounces a lot. Basher or Jaden Basher. Short? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm going Richmond for most bounces. All right. And I don't know if they have a lot or not. <laughs> yeah, Jaden Short does bounce a lot, and Basher does too. But... I've I'm got a feeling... Sorry, I've got a feeling Basher actually bounces it as he's running out of the goal square for the kick-ins. A lot. I remember seeing it again. Oh, I just got it in my head. But anyway, tested bounces to go with. Which they shouldn't count those. I, I, no. We said this before, didn't we? I think the first, the first possession of an after a behind has to be a kick, doesn't it? Or you can't bounce the ball and then run another fifty meters or fifteen meters. Sorry. Yeah. I don't like that. Kick it. Yeah, I don't really. Oh, the whole thing—it's just silly. They just change it around. Yeah. I think anyway. the first one should also be a kick, but I don't really care. I'm happy to let that go. They can do whatever they want. Start from the square and just move it along. Run the ground. Doesn't bother me. Bounce the entire length of the ground but and you know, then and bounce it through for a goal. <laughs> <laughs> Dribble it. That would be cool. <laughs> Blokes are running thirty meters out of oh, the yeah. It's that, happening all the time. That has to be addressed. Yeah, it yeah. does have to be addressed. Has to be. It's ridiculous how far they run. Yeah. Yeah. We agree on that. Yes. So, sorry, team with the most bounces. Mick's got Richmond. I thought you'd say Adam Sard. He's good for 10 by himself, so Carlton will get this. Not to mention it'll be down there a bit. <laughs> Who are they playing? Sydney. Sydney. <laughs> he won't have enough room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I suppose the 50 no, metres is still 50 metres, isn't it? It's not like the day where the actual 50 <laughs> went into the centre square. Do you remember that in the 90s? Yeah. My goodness. Well, wasn't one of the stadiums actually 48.2? The MCG, wasn't it? I think it was 48.2 instead of oh. 50. They measured it out one time. I don't know, that's cheeky. <laughs> yeah. It's like a US uh, three-point line. Or so that'll be interesting. But well, get on to that. That is absolutely right. How many times do the players just run out of the goal square when they're kicking in? Yeah. And they nearly get to 50. And they kick it or handball it or bounce it. They're ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's Umpires crazy. need to call that. And then they other ones they don't pay as well. So, again, it's subjective. Tough sport to umpire. Oh, it absolutely is, yeah. But that's all right. Should be a good week. I'm looking forward to it, mate. And I think we've covered some fantastic ground. A triumphant week for me. A certainty... I'm going to have to dig up some special little sound bite to uh, celebrate that. I should have already done that. <laughs> After I get next week's one, I'll do it. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. See you next week. That is that. <laughs>